Welcome to PwC IFRS Talks, your source for all things IFRS. I'm your host, Andrea Pride. Today we have the last podcast of 2021, and what better way to finish off the year than to go beyond financial reporting and look ahead to non-financial reporting, specifically ESG reporting, um, which deals with the narrative that supports what a company is doing from an environmental, social and governance perspective. So this has been moving extremely fast over the year. I don't think we are where we would have expected to be at the beginning of this year. And it's been driven largely by demand from investors for comparable, reliable, non-financial information that they can rely on for decision making. So with me today, I have two repeat guests um, to tell us about the most recent developments. And I have Henry Dobney, our Global Chief Accountant, and Katie Woods, who's looking after this area for us. Henry, given that everything has been moving so quickly in the ESG non-financial reporting space, could you just give us an overview about what's been happening and how standard setting developments are moving to address these investor concerns? Yes, Andrew, and thanks very much uh, for inviting me to this podcast. Um, As you've said, a huge amount has been moving very, very quickly. Just over a year ago, the foundation set up its task to think about setting up a board. This was driven by significant investor need. They are looking for consistent, high-quality reporting on ESG. This is clearly an area driving investor value. Their concern is that companies are greenwashing, and as a result, they do not know who to trust and what to trust. So absolutely key area of focus and very much what they are looking for is is these globally aligned consistent standards so they then can undertake meaningful comparability of the companies producing that information. Uh, The good news is, as you said, the foundation worked at unbelievable speed and announced on the 3rd of November at COP on Finance Day uh, the creation of the International Sustainability Standards Board. Um, That was or will be uh, the merger of the uh, Climate Disclosure Standards Board and the Value Reporting Foundation, which itself was a merger of the SASB and the uh, IIRC. Uh, Those are due to come together at the uh, June 2022. Uh, They also issued two prototype standards, one on climate rate disclosures and the other on the general sustainability disclosure requirements. They also noted that they will have a multi-location strategy, primarily based in Germany and Canada, but staff will also be located around the globe. Okay, thanks, Henry. And we'll come back to those two prototype standards in a minute. But can we talk a little bit about the reaction to this announcement? What's our view, for instance? We we are strongly supportive. We've been pushing this agenda for well over a year, and I think I may well have spoken on a previous podcast on this. Uh, I think also that there has been unanimity in the support of the RFRS Foundation in, in driving this forward. And I think this is a major milestone for ESG and non-financial reporting. Uh, and over time, we will look back at that as such. Thank you. Katie, turning to you now, um, Henry mentioned the publication of two prototype standards. And that's not a term that we're all familiar with. So can you tell us what a prototype standard actually is? Thanks, Andrew. And it's great to be to be back again. Um, as you say, it's not something that we're familiar with. Uh, and it, it's probably easier to comment about what it isn't rather than what it is. It's not or they're not discussion papers. 
they're not exposure drafts. They don't include any questions for comments that we are there to respond to. So in effect, it's providing those who are likely to comment on these potential standards to have the benefit of seeing what's going to be included in the exposure draft when they are finally issued, whenever that will be. Okay, and that's assuming that you know the new board will accept what's in the prototype standards. But given that that's the working assumption, can you tell us what's going to be in these exposure drafts and what the prototypes cover? Okay, so as Henry mentioned, there are two prototype standards. There's the general requirements one, similar to the role of IS1 um, that we have under IFRS standards. And then the other one is, is dealing with climate, which is so important at the moment to, to everyone from a reporting perspective. So let's break that up. Let's talk first about the first one, the general requirements prototype standard. Um, tell, tell us about that. Okay, so basically what it does is provides a framework for reporting entities. What the IWSB are looking to do is issuing a number of standards over time. So this will give you the general requirements of the standard, providing a hierarchy uh, if no specific guidance is available from a particular IWSB standard. It also looks at the thorny issue of materiality and, and, and actually follows an enterprise approach. So the sustainability related financial information is material if it influences a, a user's assessment of the value, timing and certainty of the entity's future cash flows and hence user's assessment of the entity's enterprise value within that framework. There's also clarification of the reporting entity boundary, so what's included and what they're reporting on. And this is currently what the prototype standards say, is this should be the same as an entity that's reporting as, as what we would call the normal financial reporting and the financial statements. And the last thing to mention is, is its framework. So for those familiar with TCFD, uh, these prototypes or this prototype builds on the four pillars of governance, strategy, risk management, and metrics and targets, which as I say, those who have been reporting under TCFD will be very familiar with. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. And I'm sure we'll probably come back to some of these themes in future podcasts, because there's a lot to unpack there, oh, isn't there? there and there lots is. of commentary there is, still yeah. to <laughs> But let's, let's have a look at the other prototype one. So I guess it's not surprising it's on climate, because that's where everyone's mm. focused. Um, and I think this is the first one. I think it's also important that we're not looking only at climate. But mm. for the first prototype standard on climate, um, what, mm. what does that say? So as you rightly say, this is the first thematic standard and the IWSB have, have said that they're looking to cover a number of themes as, as time goes on. We're not sure what those are going to be yet and we're not sure of the timing of them but as you say climate is the first one. So again it's based on the TCFD reporting framework so that's following uh, government strategy, risk management and metrics and targets uh, and it provides guidance on narrative and cross-industry metrics disclosure requirements. So you're looking at within particular industries, but also across a different industry uh, framework. So it applies to climate-related risk disclosures, both for physical and transitional risks. And we know what those are from, uh, from what people have been reporting under TCFD. So you've got either the physical risk, the change in climate and the actual impact on entities of those, or transitional, which is, how you how the entity is going to cope with the transition of the impact of climate related risks 
So in addition to all of that, there's also an element that the IWS, or sorry, the IFRS Foundation have issued when talking about the IWSB, which is the technical protocol supplement. And that actually replicates the majority of the SASB disclosure requirements. Now I say the majority because we've done a one-for-one -one check and there's a couple that aren't in there. But what that will do is, is suppose, uh, will happen to do is support then for the metrics and information that's being provided under the climate prototype. So again, a lot to unpack there again, mm -hmm. but I think the useful thing to know is that it, it follows the same structure whether it's the general requirement standard or, or indeed this climate standard. Okay, so these prototype standards, as you said, Katie, are expected to form the basis of exposure drafts from the IWSB. But Henry, can you tell us a bit about what we should expect next and when that should be? In, indeed, Andrew, clearly the announcement was a major step. Uh, and I know the foundation are busy recruiting a chair and either vice chair or chairs and the rest of the board. One is hopeful that the chair and vice chair or chairs will be uh, recruited by the end of this year and, and the board not long after that. Uh, once those structures are up in place, uh, a review of the prototypes will happen and exposure drafts up from those will be issued. Uh, we hope those will then be reviewed and finalised by the end of 2022. As Katie and you have mentioned, climate is key and probably is part of the driver behind the creation of the IWSB. But I think in the outreach that the foundation uh, undertook, there was a very clear message that this is the beginning of the journey, far from the end of the journey. Uh, and in the documents that they put out around IWSB, there is a clear message that they will be undertaking a agenda consultation process hopefully through 2022, at looking at where they should focus next. I know a number of areas, including uh, diversity, inclusion, are, are as a hot topic, human capital or biodiversity are, are areas that we're aware of. So very important that um, climate is the first of the standards, but there are going to be more to come. And I've heard potentially 10 to 12 standards are, are, are potential number that out there in that respect. Okay, that sounds um, very ambitious. <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> yes, I think it is, and, and, and a great pace. <laughs> um, so, given all this ambition, that's the foundation working hard and fast. And what's the main takeaway for our listeners? I think the main takeaway is is please, first and foremost, read read the standards. Or, or if, if you fail that, we have a very good in-depth, which will be a summary of the standards out there as well. Uh, but get engaged and respond to the outreach that the IWSB is going to want to take. It is very keen to get as wide as engagement as as possible. That is part of the reason for the multi-location structure that they've set up. Uh, and they're very keen also to get active engagement from developing countries and, and companies in those countries because they are very sensitive to the fact that that is probably where uh, many of the sustainability issues are, are going to hit first and foremost. So, so active engagement both on the exposure drafts but also on the, uh, the agenda consultation. Um, it's important that the momentum is, is maintained and high quality standards are delivered. So please do engage. 
I think the other message is this this isn't the sustainability team or, or the finance team. Actually, the organization needs to get involved. It needs to be starting at the board, as Katie talked about, it's governance and management. So it, it's the senior members of your organization need to be involved in this, uh, just not, not just your sustainability people. So uh, a huge step so far. But actually, a lot of the hard work is ahead, and, and really important that actually everybody continue to keep the pressure and the momentum on. But please do get engaged, please stay involved. And so, perhaps one of the uh, suggestions I might have for you to help your organization get involved is to share this podcast and, <laughs> and get a broader listening. <laughs> oh, that's just a good overview. Okay, so um, thank you, Henry and Katie, for coming along today and sharing your insights on this podcast. Um, and then I think I should also say that this was the last podcast of 2021. We'll be back in 2022. But in the meantime, have a good um, end of the year. Stay safe and happy accounting. The preceding programme was brought to you by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP. This content is for general information purposes and is not a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.